Welcome back to another episode of the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. This is episode 12. Today, the guys get up and talk about the NFC and AFC Championship Games. Jeeb goes on a new segment called Haters Minute, where he gets all of his hate out. Uh, we discuss what's been happening with our Twitter account. Talk a little NBA, LeBron, refereeing, Sixer situation, Ben Simmons, what can you get for him? And we wrap it up with a draft of the best talking heads in sports media right now. Um, so check out the socials for that draft list, and I hope you enjoy the show. Really, the Pac-12 was awesome. What's going to happen to Bill Wallen? You separate the art from the artist. Oh, no! <laughs> transparent. You should never, ever do this to, like... Now we're going to have Shaq and Ernie telling you, like, what you should be putting your money. <laughs> I guess the honor system isn't good enough for us. It's no, certainly no. not with this group. No. And, <laughs> and Sean went to go grab an angry soda. I don't like him. The locker room doesn't like him. Uh, she's a loser. Well, George does just bring down the ethics of our podcast quite a bit. All of the money no. is in me looking good. You're listening to the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing well. Terribly. Yeah, yeah. You seem smiley. GB, you don't seem too smiley. No, not at all. <laughs> We're here recording a little later than usual, so we got to get the energy a little high here. But um, GB, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to start today's episode with a new segment. And maybe we won't do this every week, but it could be a little reoccurring because I feel like we all might need it at some point. I'm going to call it the Haters Minute. GB, you got a straight up minute here. Just to spew, I won't say anything, Skylar won't say anything, and you just get a straight minute to get it all out of here, and then we'll have a, a civil discussion. So okay. if you want to get going, I don't I don't know what you might be mad about, but if you want to get going, you could just you could just start I, now. I have you an no irrational... idea, Sean. What? And Sean goes, Oh, I don't know what you could be mad about. No idea, Sean. No, yeah. Idea. I have an irrational hatred towards the city of Philadelphia right now. Obviously, everybody hates Philly. Uh they're loud, they're obnoxious, they don't shut the up and that's fine like that's good fans but this year Phillies knocked the Braves out the Braves were a legitimate World Series contending team and the Phillies happened to get hot and so they ruined the Braves chances at a back-to-back pissed me off uh the Titans uh the whole AJ Brown fiasco obviously was not good uh made us look bad as a franchise pissed me off and then we played y'all this year and Traylon Burks got hit in the end zone and knocked out uh, and Eagles fans weren't booing Traylon Burks, but they were booing the flag, which is an obvious helmet to helmet contact that knocked him out. And it, I, that, that pissed me off a lot. So that is where I don't want anything good to happen to the city of Philadelphia. I've been <laughs> irrational grudge at the moment. Okay. There we go. Got it out. I'll be rational. Good. You got it all out. You feel good now. You got it all out there in the open. Anybody that was, you know, following our Twitter account this weekend probably saw a lot of tweets just directed. The Twitter at account me. is in turmoil. I don't know how much longer we're going to have a Twitter account. <laughs> I'm sorry at underscore in 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 whatever his name is Nick Minge, I think. Uh, and I'm sorry to. Jim Foley, I believe, although we <laughs> had a, a pretty reasonable interaction. No, the best is when the account starts arguing with itself. That's always <laughs> so. I'll just I'll just look on my my. I'll go on Twitter. And just what is going on here? <laughs> Do we respond to ourselves? Yeah, well, it, it'll Sean will tweet something and then I'll quote tweet it. 
Sure. That's what you get when you have two people with conflicting views running an account. <laughs> why don't Why don't you just use your own Twitter account like I do to respond to your tweets? I, I'm locked out of my Twitter. I I don't You're know. locked out. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. He doesn't even have an account anymore. <laughs> that is ridiculous. If I if I could have a quick hater twenty seconds or so, not even hater twenty seconds or so. Have the have the sports referees in the last like two weeks just gone off a cliff? I felt like the, I mean, yeah, the whole Lakers fiasco with LeBron James acting like his entire absolutely out of front of him after they missed that foul, <laughs> um, and then poorly officiated AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. Sure, they missed that catch, but I mean that was out of hand anyway. Well, I, I don't know that it would have had any impact on the NFC game. And I also don't think it was particularly partisan in the NFC game, but it was just bad call after bad Ooh. call. They were going both ways. Like it really wasn't. It was just bad. I disagree with you there. I thought your, it, your it, minute it, is over. <laughs> okay. Chief, you got to be quiet the rest of the episode. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're right. Go no. for it. What are you saying? Yeah. Well, I, I thought uh, like Lane Johnson was a split second early every time. Like he was That's jumping. not a false start. To to move before the ball is snapped. That's exactly you can look up the rule. You can look up the rule. An interior offense alignment. So tackle to tackle. Tight ends can't do this. If you are in a two point stance, so hand out on the ground, you can pick up your back leg and reset it as many times as you want. Gotcha. So he, he can move backwards as long as his plant leg in the front. He and you can look at all the good tackles. Do it. They pick up their back foot constantly and then time it perfectly with the snap. So they are going like a split second early. And there's been a lot of call from like Micah Parsons tweets about it, like it should change. But it happens across the league. All the sure. tackles do it. I was less I upset about this. There, there was slow-mo video of, of Lane Johnson moving before the ball was snapped, like over and over again throughout the game. When both I think I retweeted on. it. But it's not a false start. If you look at the rules, it's like a loophole. It's a Belichickian loophole that tackles get away with. That's a dumb loophole. That's uh that's that's informative. Yeah. I had it informative because I saw the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> because I because I follow how do we get away with this? Yeah. Right, but it's weird. Like I I think that this is gonna be the impetus for next year. We see a lot more automated refereeing. I think the sky judge is gonna come in big time, and I think in basketball they're gonna have an abbreviated review thing too. And I don't see why not. Um, I like I'm pro the human element of refereeing, but in a world where we get six or seven angles within 10 seconds of the play happening and the refs not getting those, it's kind of absurd. So I, I think they should get help and somebody radioing in these more obvious calls. Well, like, that we was that was the whole thing about the the catch, like the first the Devontae yeah. Smith thing is like every we we saw it immediately. That the ball well, was moving. Well, New York yeah. should have stepped in and said something. Granted, the 49ers could have challenged, and it would have all been. Say, Shanahan should have seen. Devontae Smith got up, looked around, saw the ref, called it a catch, and then was doing the people's yeah. <laughs> motion to snap the ball because that did not catch that. Yeah. So ran up and snapped it quick. Like, Shanahan should have saw that all happening and thought of like, but it's Shanahan, and he always chokes in big moments. Uh, <laughs> he, he I, I don't great. know. They're, they're – like okay, my takeaway from the game obviously changes when Brock Purdy goes out on their first drive, but he was still a third string quarterback, and he got all this hype coming in. And the Niners had this great defense, and the Eagles really just the ball all over them. 
And so the Niners, who were supposed to be the better running team, couldn't do anything. And I get, I get, they couldn't throw the ball, which is a major dynamic. But yeah, the Eagles just dominated from start to finish. They just ran the ball all day. I, I agree that it looked like Philly was going to beat the brakes off them early, but then by the point where they were just calling inside zones on third and 13 in like a still winnable game, because literally they didn't have somebody on the roster that could throw a football. Like at that point, it was like the game's over. I mean, we were watching it together and we were talking about that, about it's just like it got early. You were, cl- you were clapping and you're oh, bringing, bringing the excuses. Oh, Robert, yep. <laughs> you couldn't get it done. But it it it's sad because I I would love to have seen um, the Eagles play in a competitive playoff game and it hasn't happened yet. Oh my God! Maybe because they're just so much better than everyone else. Is that is that what in you the took the away? NFC, they are because the <laughs> NFC is really bad. Yes. Oh my gosh! Before the Giants game, everyone was like, "The Giants are the hottest team in football." No. They're Nobody really going to stop. Nobody and then they go into the championship against the 49ers and they go oh the eagles have a good roster but if you really look at the 49ers their defense is the best unit left in football and their defense didn't play at all their defense <laughs> they didn't show play. up their defense didn't play terrible <laughs> they got dominated terrible. but i think part of the problem they, is they, they the stopped the, for so long they held jalen hurts to under like he threw for like 120 yards 90 if the officials made the eagles actually catch the balls Okay, but the other thing is, by the second half, and I get, because this the game completely changed, and the Niners were not coming back when they couldn't throw. The Eagles just ran the ball the whole second half. That's why he no, didn't I mean, have any passing yeah. yards. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an indictment at all on the Eagles yeah. and saying that they're bad because of this performance or anything. Right, like I just that. needed you to say that. I just needed. I, that to I, I just think that I, I can't imagine a game. I can't imagine a world where you know someone watched that game. And two of the four best teams in football just played each other and and the better man just won out because they were better. Like, I think anybody with eyes could see, like, I think the Birds would have won that game anyways. They could have won, won it handedly. I bet that you wish that that is what happened, that there was no excuse here. But I think even you know, sure. like, at this point, by, by five minutes into the game, it was no longer a competitive football game because they just did not have the pieces anymore. The wheels finally fell off. And kudos to the to Philly for finally knocking them off because in theory, someone should have done it weeks ago. But okay, yeah. and that's there it is right there. Because like it, the excuse was already there. Brock Brady, a third string quarterback. No matter what happened in this of game, of course it was. The excuse is already there. It's not an excuse as much as it's the Philly has a much better roster than the 49ers. Oh my God. Last week, there's quotes on this podcast. Of what are you talking about? Nobody ever said that. Nobody ever Nobody said, said that. that. Oh. This would be a good point to splice in exactly when somebody said that. But, but I, I mean, I, uh, Philly was the better team. They won. But what I'm saying is I don't think the game showed us anything different about Philly or anything because of how uncompetitive it was start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have seen a game, you know, just as a fan, I would have loved to have actually seen Philly like backs up against the wall and seen what, seen what they were made of. And obviously that's not what we got this game. That's not what we got against the Giants. So, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to give them a, a lot. And I think that'll be a very entertaining football game. Mahomes is going to put up. I mean, the the Eagles are going to have to score 21, 28 points. The way the season's going, Mahomes is going to tear his ACL within the first three minutes, and then the Eagles are going to win. Probably. He might not even play. So so if we win this game, 
you know, Mahomes looks hobbled because of his because of his pre-existing high ankle sprain that he's played two games. But he's already won two playoff games on. <laughs> and it's going to be, a, oh, the Eagles didn't really deserve this one. Did you know that they have the best record in NFL history in a single season versus teams with winning records? Nine and one. It's a Mickey okay, Mouse. Who was who who your fit? Who, what win are you most proud of? Like, go through your schedule and tell me, like, that was a good team that we just beat. The 49 Okay, on with Josh Johnson playing most of the snaps at quarterback. Before he got hurt, and then they just had to put someone who couldn't throw in for the with next a torn that UCL. That's Tommy John's. Like that. That's is that what it is? The UCL is a Tommy John. Yes. Informative. You guys are coming in some heat <laughs> facts today. Doctor G. I thought it was his hand, and then I saw that it was a UCL, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is, and then I didn't look it up. Listen, the Eagles beat a Jeff Saturday-led Colts. Okay, <laughs> that team that team was destined to be five hundred. I will say, I don't know why right now. The Colts like they should have been really good with Frank Reich, and they weren't. But that's off topic. Sorry, the Eagles. I get they don't have the craziest, like hardest schedule in the NFL history that everybody wanted them to have, but they dominated the entire year. What What do you want them to do? <laughs> you know, they, they're they, showing they, that they're the best in football. They knocked down every dummy that was in front of them. That is definitely true. Like, would you rather would you rather have them had a bunch of close games throughout the year and like skirted by? And they're not the Vikings. Like, they're a truly good football team. Yeah, they are a very very good football team. If I was a Birds fan, I would be nervous about the lack of adversity going into the game. Yeah, but but the fact that there's been no adversity also just means that you've been the most dominant team in football all year. So I think there's there an is made that the combined lineman locker room of the Eagles offensive line and defensive line might be the best combination in NFL history. We'd have to, we'd have to go back into the tapes, but that's definitely a thing I could just throw out there. And I know you two won't have the, well, cause I'm thinking <laughs> like in the group me earlier and I'm just well, like, I'm thinking I some of those just historical offensive lines and defensive lines. If the other side of the ball was even like pretty above average. Sure, no, like I think the giant, defensive lines from their Super Bowls was better than the Eagles' current defensive line, but, but that had, like, Hall of Famers on it. No, but and, I was thinking, like, you know, pur- purple people eaters from the 80s, yeah. like the, uh, the like, saying, like, the two right? rooms themselves, like, practice must be insane. Yeah. <laughs> iron the, sharpens iron. Did you see, okay, also, coolest play of the entire day was the Eagles ran an outside uh, run play to the right at Bosa, and they had Lane Johnson and um Landon Dickinson blocked down together and Bosa thought it was like coming inside Jason Kelsey snuck up from the center position went up and pancaked Bosa into the ground he never saw him coming I mean the play design was just perfect for this Niners defense and they confused the crap out of Bosa the whole day although Nick Bosa didn't take the biggest L did you see the Eagles fans tripping Joey Bosa Joey Bosa took the oh yeah (laughs) so fun yeah I just can't imagine, like, I can't imagine seeing Joey Bosa and being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk some shit to this guy." Yeah, he he was on I mean, camera. Looked scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> if if he if you get Joey Bosa to snap and beat you up, that's true. You'd make you a lot of are you don't have to work for the next two years. Like you're you're chill. more than that, right? I, yeah, I don't probably. know how much do you get? I don't know what the payout is. What, for- what settlement yeah, you get? Yelling at the Eagles value. fans. You kept yelling at the Eagles fans. I'm rich. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly a good comeback. So, you got a point. 
<laughs> no, the Eagles fan said, I'm rich too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We can stop talking about the NFC game. It, it was the blowout, the disappointing game of the weekend for everybody besides me. Um, but how about, how about the AFC championship? What you guys think? It was a lot uglier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was not a not a pretty game. Not a pretty end. Did not leave me with a good taste in my mouth at all. I I don't know. It's just I wish it was the Bengals, really. I love that Mahomes is doing this. I think that he was gonna go down as the GOAT, maybe like while he's still actively playing, which is pretty crazy to think about like what we were thinking about Brady like three years ago, right after he won, right after he beat Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Um but yeah, I just, you know. It's never entertaining to watch a game end on a 15-yard unsportsmanlike or unnecessary roughness or whatever just to be able to kick a field. You know, like that sucks. Yeah. So I get it to some extent, but then on the other hand, you know, not doesn't make for a good product. I like Mahomes more than most people. Like I, a bunch of people hate him in the Chiefs dynasty, uh, and a lot of Titans fans hate him too. Uh, and I don't mind him. Uh, I get that his – family's annoying but i i don't that's have what any, i don't like he, he seems like a nice guy like he did family. get his family to shut the fuck i don't up. like i don't like when 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 people who are mildly annoying i become successful well um by proxy i think it was just it was another situation of a game like yeah the refs were not good yeah it was a sucky ending who knows maybe the chiefs still convert a deeper field goal like it wasn't like it it just made it into a very makeable field goal to a tougher field goal sort of thing. I, I would put that the on. Bengals threw away that game. Yes. The yeah. Bengals threw away that game. They had two drives leading up to that um moment where they could have put up points and didn't. And then their punt, they did the thing that you can't do. The Tom Coffin yelling at the New York Jets a Giants punter to Deshaun Jackson. Kick it out of bounds. Why are yeah. you even giving them a chance yeah. to run 20 yards forward? Yeah. Like, that was the biggest mistake of the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. And both teams were trying to throw it away just constantly. Nobody wanted to win that game. And it yeah. was just not – yeah. Mahomes uh, did not look good. Like, I, I'm concerned as somebody who doesn't want the, the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes was – like, his balls were not – Yeah. They didn't have zip on him. He's got two weeks yeah. though, right? He should be yeah, as good that as that would help a little bit, but a high ankle like Tannehill had the same thing happen yeah. and it just lingered and eventually he just had to get surgery and, and sit out for the rest of the season. So like you never know with these things. I don't get the difference between a high ankle sprain and a low ankle sprain. Like I know high is worse. What? I might be completely wrong, but isn't it where on your ankle it is? I'd assume so. But like, yeah, that's what I, was... <laughs> I don't understand how it can be high or low. Like, I feel like the ankle could only sprain at one place. I think, but... it has to do, I think it just has to do with what tendons, but we're all very uninformed here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn this into a medical <laughs> podcast where we may yeah. just take stabs yeah. in the dark at diagnosing <laughs> athletes. Right, right. I once broke my ankle and the tendon just, the tendon stayed intact because I went up to get a rebound in basketball and like summer blacktop hoops this league I was playing in came down on somebody's foot and it went sideways and the tendon stayed intact, which was good for how strong my tendon is, but it ripped the bottom of my bone off. Oh dude, that happened to me. <laughs> was it like on the foot kind of? 
like, was like the but it, it was I guess the end of my like fibula or something. Fibula. Uh, so mine, the fifth metatarsal, like I rolled it, <laughs> and the tendon ripped the fifth metatarsal off. Are we talking and, fifth metatarsals in here? Yeah. So, we can go all day with this. I got a lot of broken bones I can go through in my life. You see my crooked pinky? <laughs> but um, anyway, back to the game. So what do you think of the the Burrow-Mahomes rivalry? Do you think Josh Allen's now kind of taking a back seat? Do you think he's going to have to settle to have a rivalry with Herbert and then Herbert's going to be out of the league in like two years? Okay, okay <laughs> stop it. No, I mean, I think Josh Allen will be back. I think the Bills have to figure out some shit. I, I, I've said to where <laughs> he's never been anywhere. I think he'll be back competing for Super Bowls. Like I think I just think he's too good not to be. But he he needs a, a competent play caller, and he does need weapons. Like Dick, really, Diggs was his only weapon, and he wasn't getting any separation. I saw a, a Saquon Barkley to Buffalo take the other day. I think Love that it. would work out really well with the right play caller. Yeah, you he's just can't pay him that much. He's going to go back to the Giants. You think? Oh, yeah. They just had a great year, and they look at him as the cornerstone, you know. You think? Even though, yeah. I don't know. Like he's going to want so much money. I think he's going to want so much money, and the Giants feel like they're actually close. I feel like the Giants are going to pay him that much money because Daniel they Jones have to is pay gonna him. they're going to have to pay Daniel Jones something which I think is guys the cap just went up 16 million for next year record high cap ah, isn't a record high every year yeah pretty much <laughs> but that was a pretty significant increase I was surprised 16 million is a lot I mean 16 million is like a you know a very good de- defensive tackle or something yeah yeah I heard um I thought it was one of the dumber takes. It was Kornheiser today on PTI. He said, uh, he said, uh, Burrow is the best quarterback in the league right now, but Mahomes is the best football player. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> it was a terrible take. Yeah, it's an awful take. <laughs> was he saying that, like, in the because I would get it from the perspective of like if you said one basketball player is a better point guard but the other one's a better basketball player but it doesn't really work like that in football because you're like Mahomes is only playing quarterback and he's better than Burrow yeah I don't know I thought it was a weird take but people really want to make this into like Manning Brady 2.0 but I think it's got its own flavor so oh, yeah it's, it's I, not- I think to your point, like, I don't think that Josh Allen, because this has been the AFC championship two ga- two years in a row. Yeah. And I don't think there's any reason to not suspect that it's going to be the AFC championship game again next year based on. Bengals get one more year to run it back with this offense. Yeah. But it's start paying everybody. So um, I think, I think that Josh Allen, you know, not even from like necessarily like a skill perspective but like from a uh like legacies i guess and like who we like who we're seeing playing on this these are the things that are going to be remembered is like going to afc championship games going to super bowls winning super bowls stuff like that so i mean until he gets himself into the game until he can get himself into an afc championship i mean he's just going to be pecking second to burrow and mahomes and i think that that's just kind of the unfortunate truth of the thing which is wild because before the year he was MVP favorite. Oh yeah, it was How like quickly Ken, they fall. Ken I, Allen getting to the same tier as Mahomes, like at the very top. 
and in one game. Burrow. And Burrow, Burrow was down there. No, 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 no. This is two years for Burrow. Two years. He's, oh, yeah. It's not just one that he's passed Allen. This is two straight years of play. Yeah. And he was hurt the first year. So really, it's his first two years in the league. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, like even two years ago, like the year of the AFC championship game run, people were really underrating Burrow. And then even going into this last year, he was probably underrated. People were putting him in a tier like below a lot of guys like Lamar Jackson. I mean, even guys like Russell Wilson, you were seeing stuff like that. <laughs> and then now he's, I think, consensus like top three, which I oh honestly think but he's tough. Well, I think we, maybe top we'll do dudes? maybe we'll save this for uh, a little offseason, but we should probably do the re ranking of NFL quarterbacks. I oh, think definitely. It, landscape really changed this year. Those yeah. NFL offseason ones, you are think about it. Rodgers was the MVP last year. Wow, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing about yeah, recency wow. bias in uh, in, in sports is stronger than anywhere else, yeah. I swear. Um. So for the listeners, we think next week uh, we'll do a UFC, but also Super Bowl centric. So we're not going to give our picks. I will say um, for our betting, I came in last with a one and three. Started out strong. Didn't <laughs> win anything else the rest of the day. Jeep and Skyler both went two and two. Jeep, the, the uh, unders you took saved your day. Yeah. It's a good call. I just did that to fade you guys. So. <laughs> um. One more thing in the NFL, some coaching stuff. Kellen Moore gets fired, instantly gets hired by the Chargers. So Josh Herbert has his great offensive coordinator, right, guys? Like he's he, time. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl next year, he's a failure. Is is he great? I mean, I like him. I think he's good, but a lot of people are shitting on him. Who, like Kellen Moore? Guys. Yeah, Kellen Moore, yeah. And like well, I think he was used as a scapegoat in Dallas because they he didn't definitely do got scapegoated. You said you got to get rid of Dak or McCarthy, and they got rid of Kellen Moore. I do think, yeah, he he's a polarizing guy because there's a lot of people that consider him like the top echelon of offensive coordinators, and then there's people that think that he's like among the worst in the league. So I put him somewhere yeah. probably like like pretty mediocre. But well, it'd be good to see him with another quarterback, especially one as bad as Justin Herbert. See if he can get sure. it. <laughs> Oh, Jeep, I already have a great take. You know, if, if the Herbert plays well next year, it's all because Kellen Moore, a great offensive mind. Oh, really good. <laughs> no, I, I do want to see the Chargers, like, add some weapons, some competent weapons. Hey, and... I heard I this on a different podcast that I was listening to the other day, which I won't I name you. because we give away no <laughs> no free ad time. But um, they were talking about every every quarterback, basically, could use a weapons upgrade. I guess besides Jalen Hurts, really, but <laughs> and Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow. But they were like, you know, when you're talking about all these other guys, it's like, yeah, they could use a weapons upgrade. Everyone could use a weapons upgrade. When we talk about a guy like Josh Allen with the Bills, and you go, yeah, he could use a weapons upgrade. It's like, yeah, he could, but they're probably above average for the league. Having Stephon is Stephon Diggs that good? Like having a top five wide receiver, Dawson Knox is probably a top what seven tight end top like 12 12 it's hard though because you can name 11 tight ends me right now that are bigger than dawson knox i didn't think about it before i said that but i i could i could name 11 tight ends andrews goddard higby um hayden hurst hurst um waller 
Um, Homer pick here, but Chig. Not a shot. I don't even know who that also, is. Also, neither is Hayden Hurst. You'd rather Hayden Hurst than Dawson Knox. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Stop it. Um, is uh Jimmy Graham still playing? No. <laughs> Kittle, Kittle is Kittle's better. Oh, Kittle for sure. Um Greg Olson had a great day in the booth. So Greg Olson. Uh, I'll put him at like seven. I, I think seven's still <laughs> no, I do think tight end is the biggest position in the NFL in which there's just so much like you have to put them in tiers because they fall yeah. off so hard yeah. between like yeah. three and four. But then they like, fall off so hard like, again once you get to like the teams yeah. and it's right. like you no longer even have competent pass catchers. So like not every team has a, a tight end they can even really use like that. Right. Right. Um other thing Frank Wright gets another shot. He got the uh Panthers job which I thought was the best job out there. Yeah. Kind of shocked they went with him after. Why do you think it's the best job out there? I just think they, besides the quarterback position, which is obviously the biggest thing, but like they have a very good uh, core built with their line and their running game and their defense. They've drafted bad. really well lately. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously you need the quarterback, but um, I think it was just a good, and also it's like a low pressure situation in my mind. <laughs> like Carolina, you're not going to have that much. Well, they're not going to run you out of Charlotte. Yeah, sort of thing. Um, yeah, and they're in a position, because right now, I don't know if you guys have been keeping your ear to the ground around mock drafts and everything, but there are four quarterbacks that are mo- pretty routinely mocked in the top ten right yeah. now. And Carolina picks at nine, so they will none, have their share. None of them Maybe. are exciting, but that's a whole nother. Anthony Richardson is damn exciting and should be QB1. Okay. Maybe, yeah, Maybe they went with Frank Reich because he's supposed to be this like quarterback coach. So they can take of. take the guy and yeah, exactly. Ahead. But I mean, his his track record is what Carson Wentz, and then Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and then no longer Carson Wentz. Okay, <laughs> but it's not like he's developing Philip Rivers. I know, but I always hear stuff that he was like he was a quarterback coach a long time ago. He was not quarterback. Even, yeah, himself. So I don't know. Um, no, that then, was a big thing. Where was he before Philly? It's a good question because he came with Doug and Doug was a chief. So maybe he's part of that Andy Reid gigantic coaching tree at the end of the day. I think he is. Probably is. Which probably makes sense. Um, Then the other one, it looks like D'Amico Ryans is going to be the Texas coach. That looks like it's, it's trending in that direction. Yeah. I like that. D'Amico Ryans, I think was the best candidate out there. I I agree with you. And I, I really like D'Amico Ryans. Uh, but I don't get why the Texans are doing another defensive-minded head coach. Like, usually you should want to switch it up uh, because obviously Lovey Smith didn't work out. I mean, maybe you were tanking on purpose. The Lovey Smith thing was so weird, though, because they brought him in way after he was ever an attractive candidate anymore. He was yeah. a pansy. So, yeah. Oh, about a pansy. <laughs> 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 Who was the guy before him? Uh, David oh, Coley. Yeah. Coley. Like he was the same sort of thing. Like they just keep missing on defensive head coaches. Well, so I think what happened with Coley and Lovey Smith from the Patsy standpoint was that this was all during the kind of Deshaun Watson fallout. And I think they realized that they just had no chance of being competitive anytime soon. So they were perfectly happy to just kind of stick people at the helmet and not yeah. give them the kind of roster to give them a chance or anything, just knowing that they would fire them when they decided they want to start 
being competitive again, which is honestly a pretty shitty thing to do. Um, and that's the big thing that they've been talking about with black coaches is they say those coaches are being specifically picked for those kinds of jobs where it's like, you don't have a good role. I mean, that was a Steve Wilkes thing this year. They gutted the Panthers and he still looked good all season and the team rallied around him and they loved him. Um, and then they got Frank Reich, which I mean, is definitely an upgrade, but it's just, it's sad when you, you don't really get a fair shot, but you still technically were a NFL head coach without even really having a fighting chance. I don't know if if getting seven million dollars a year to coach a football team is being mistreated, <laughs> then line me up. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna move past that, but uh, <laughs> this is the first Super Bowl with two starting uh, black quarterbacks, uh, which which you know, on one hand, it's like I'm glad that's finally happened. On the other, it's like it's a hundred years of championship football games, and this is the first instance. Uh... <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet that said this might be the most handsome Super Bowl matchup that we've ever had. Like, not saying that, that means much, but I don't get the Patrick Mahomes appeal, but my my friends that are ladies they they do. So I, I... <laughs> I yeah, I, I think the Patrick Mahomes one isn't the one carrying the boat. Jalen Hurts is Burrow and Stafford played in the Super Bowl last year. I don't think it gets Stafford is not a good looking guy. Are you kidding? I'm not like this is not a hill I want to die on. But... <laughs> He's a looker. Uh, interesting. I mean, he definitely was when he was at Georgia, but now I feel like he just kind of looks wispy. He's, he's got the dad vibes. Like, he's filled out a little bit. I, I, he I think he's, like he can support your family well, and that's what Jeep's looking for in a partner. So, I think there's, okay. there's, de- there's definitely something. To, I mean, Joe Burrow is definitely handsome. I don't think anyone's going to stand up against that. But, I don't know, Matt Stafford has that kind of, like, duck hunting vibe to him that doesn't personally – tickle my pickle but i would understand for you jeeb what's wrong with duck hunting that's my (laughs) question is this an anti-duck hunting podcast now uh my part of it is yeah at least a third anti-duck hunting leave those ducks alone they're overpopulated you gotta kill them i don't know if that's true i know that's true for deer but can you have too many ducks you can be I, I actually don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I do think it's a sport thing, but no, you definitely can have to not be. a huge duck hunter myself. I've only been a couple times. Basketball, let's talk a little hoops. Uh most importantly, Skyler. How's the men's league going? The men's league finally pulled off a big win. Nice. We actually played a team with a dude that had to have been like six ten, six eleven. In like a beer league, Jesus. In like a beer league, but he was very much a beer league six eleven. And they had five guys, so it actually ended up being a massive advantage because oh, he nice. had quite a bit of trouble getting up and down the court, as you would. Like, I mean, even imagine throwing, like, Grant Golden out there for a men's league basketball game and having no subs, you know? At a certain point, it's just hey. down and back, down and back. Grant I Golden, Grant Golden could handle a men's league basketball game. No, Grant Golden would shove the ball down each and every one of our throats. That, that, was, that was totally a joke. Grant, we love you on the pod. Long-time listener. Um, <laughs> did you, do you, are you seeing his stats in the G League? He might win the MVP of the G League. He's, he's a double-double, and he's had a couple stat lines that were like 28 points, 18 rebounds, and 10 assists. Like, Yeah, he's he literally He's literally the G League Jokic, and he plays for the Nuggets G League affiliate. So <laughs> it's nuts. 
Does that uh I, I would love to see him in the NBA. I don't think it would ever happen, but I think Gilliard has get a ten day. Honestly, they might reward him. With he, a, he could get a ten day, yeah. Sort of. And that'd be really cool. I mean, when's the last time an NBA player actually signed it, or a Richmond player signed an NBA contract? That's an Aldi question. That is an Aldi question, Dad. Did TJ get one? No, he's the only one. He had a summer league deal. I don't think he ever had a ten day. He played for the DC City Go Go the G League in D.C. last year, but he just signed with an Israeli team, so he's back over there. Wasn't he in Israel for a while? Yeah, he did a couple years there. He started out with Galatasaray in Turkey right out of school. It's kind of cool. Uh, but then quickly got traded to the Israeli League, where I think he's a pretty good player for them. Yeah, I think he's um, a few, so. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, um, Nancy Lieberman's son. Nancy Lieberman's son. One of the greatest women basketball players ever. Okay, um, Enough talk about Richmond hoops. Uh, what about NBA hoops? Obviously, the largest controversies with the fouls. The Sixers are number one in the power rankings, even though they just choked the Magic tonight. Did they lose? So ending a seven-game win, 21-point lead, and they lost by 10. Oof. Yeah. Oof, oof, oof. Really hurt for the guy that had the over in the game, and it ended up with a one-point try of the over when it looked like it was a sure thing yeah, in the third quarter. Yeah, I hate to be that guy. Um, but, yeah, I hate to be that guy. Um, but... Um, no, the Sixers look really good. They're only, I guess now they're three and a half back. It sounded a lot better when they were two and a half back at the Celtics, which the Celtics got a free win the other night. Um, what What do you guys, so we had talked a little bit about the football and I think you kind of brought in basketball, but is it time for the NBA to really slow down? It's already a really long game and go straight to video review for everything. I don't Before think it's about going to that, video review. I think it's I, about somebody radioing it in. No, LeBron traveled as he does frequently. Like, he was running oh, no, from the no. fucking three-point line. So, I don't know if he, they actually got that stolen from him. I, I, as a LeBron, can I have another 20 seconds to hate? <laughs> I You're using up all your hater minutes. <laughs> he doesn't shut the fuck up, just like Philly fans. He should play in Philly. That would be the perfect place for him. Um, Probably. Yeah, I, I love seeing that. All right, I'm done. Yeah, I... I, I because I agree with you, Sean. Like, you don't want to slow down the product any more than it already is. But I think that – is it the NFL where they're making the calls down when it's, like, obvious and they're like, let's just get this over with? Like, we're not going to bring a fucking thing out onto the field and, like, oh, turn this into a whole charade? Yeah, because they used to do the thing where the, the ref would literally go into, like, the TV booth and watch. Yeah, like, and it would take so long. And now they just do the really quick one where they just go, oh, yeah, if I just had a screen, I'd be able to review that in a second. Well, they do it in New York. Like, they, that's where their headquarters are. And exactly. The same, and they just call down and they go, like, oh, you guys just missed that call. Well, so a good system, the VAR system in Europe for soccer, they – so if – let's say a player's, like, taken out in the box or there's a handball and the ref doesn't catch it, they continue play. But, like, the ref is signaled, hey, there's a VAR review on what just happened in the box, let the game go. And then after a minute, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a handball. They will stop the game and go back to the spot and take a penalty. Yeah, I don't like that. But well, like, you can't really do that in football. But for, like, basketball with the LeBron thing, I get it if the ref blows the whistle and makes the foul, and then they can look at it and see if it was. Yeah. But in that instance, no ref called a whistle. Yeah, you couldn't even do anything about it. You can challenge it if you wanted to sort of thing so like that's the other issue here is do you want them to be re looking at everything that the refs don't call throughout the game too i i would i would think that especially in minutes down the stretch that 
everything is kind of just being replay reviewed by New York and they're by Secaucus and they're just calling stuff into the refs when they miss something obvious. So like Sean, to your point, if that's a call that they missed and they want to like bring it back because they missed the call, they, you know, I I'd be okay with that happening potentially. Um, especially if there's something just so egregious as that, where it would literally be like if you showed the ref that and they, you know, the refs had to apologize after the game and the whole thing. Like that's just a worse look than just doing the quick call in. I'd have to figure out the logistics of it more, but that's for some egghead in Secaucus. Exactly. In Secaucus. I love that. Why is the review room in Secaucus? (laughs) Because the real estate was cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. But um, NFL gets to do it to New York and the NBA is doing it to Secaucus. Yeah, I mean, I like LeBron. I'm not a hater like Jeeb here. But, man, the last month he's just been proven to be such a hypocrite. <laughs> the whole Shannon the Sharp incident. You've picked that up in the last month? He's got he's got instance over his career, but, like, maybe 2010, not. from that point forward, <laughs> he's done nothing but contradict himself and his values. Like it No, is- no, no. He, uh, I think the book reading thing was previous to that. Remember book reading when, he was reading, when he was like reading books and then clearly had never read the books and that, like, no that was pretty recent i think well that's just been going on he just continues yeah. to do that but he had, that he was had, like have you seen the one in the shop where somebody said like a random phrase and he's like yep that's my that's my favorite phrase i just just telling everyone he's a bit of a chronic liar yeah. but um like I, do, I do also like the uh the one where he tweeted out, I'm no longer a fan of the Cowboys because of their like social justice viewpoints on things. I would, I'm now a fan of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> no, he, right, he, he tweeted like, like show him what you got, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. Like, that's what he, I mean. Like he's done that. But he's also an Eagles fan, apparently. Like he he's the Drake. Uh, he's a Jalen Hurts fan. He likes Hurts. But um he also Recently with the Shannon Sharp thing where Shannon Sharp was like getting into an altercation with Grizzlies players on the court against the Lakers or whatever. He's getting into an altercation with Jaws' dad. Yeah, and and then like LeBron is so vocal about the fans needing to like stay in their seats and not, you know, yell at the players on the courts and stuff like that. And then after this, he was like, I stand with Shannon, you know, (laughs) all this stuff. Like I support my unk sort of thing. And then, of course, he has the complete mental breakdown when the refs don't call the foul. Yeah. And, like, I get why people can't can't love LeBron. Yeah. Sort of thing. He's 38 years I, old and doing that. Yeah. I, saw I love the guy, and I get it, too, because right now he is trying to, like, drag this team out. And if they won – so it was four blown calls for the Lakers at the end of games. They ended up losing all four. If they won all four, they would have been sitting in fourth place. And instead, they're in 13th. So it's like this just unbelievable spell of bad luck where they were really about to hit this good little stretch. They played a lot of good basketball. All of those minutes mean a lot to a 39-year-old LeBron. And so like, I get it from that perspective. Um, did you see Chandler Parsons? I think it was Chandler Parsons tweeted. The dog like, tweet? Yeah, he was, like, he was like, if my dog was murdered in front of me, I wouldn't have reacted like that. <laughs> it was like the most comical overreaction that I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, I, agree I love the guy, but like, yeah, don't do that, LeBron. Um, so we'll see as the season goes on. I also saw another bad take today. It was like LeBron James is no longer a top five player in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, he's not like a top 10 player in the NBA anymore. You don't think so? Like, he's like 10, he might fall in there right at the end, but like, he's clearly not a top five player. I don't think he's been for a couple years. 
I don't know about that. I think in terms of talent, like because because he's put like the the last few stat lines have been pretty ridiculous. He has crazy stats because he's also chasing the scoring title. He wants to get it done by February. But, but yeah, I was to, to that point, like, I don't think he's a good, like, if you're actually trying to win a ring, I don't think you want anything to do. Even with take out, like, the Stop like. It. I'm just saying the whole, if you, you're not thinking about years down the line, like, because he's 38 sort of thing. But if you could choose players right now to be on your team. Yes. I, I think he's towards, like, maybe he cracks the top 10 at, like, 9 or 10, but he's... So, like, there's, like, Luka, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, uh, uh, Jason Tatum. Those are, like, the big five, right? Guess you throw KD in there. Curry, I would take over LeBron right now. Take Steph over LeBron. I'm sure some people would. Um, Ja. You would take Ja Moran over LeBron right now? I would. I don't think that's too crazy. It's not too crazy, but I wouldn't go that far. Um... I, I got just, seven that I, I I got six and a half I agree with. Let me just uh do a quick little do do do. Yeah, do a quick you, little do do. You tell me. I mean, Anthony uh, Davis. Would you take Anthony Davis? I was gonna say him? that. Would you take Anthony a healthy Anthony Davis over him? I, like a healthy Anthony Davis is like a unicorn at this point. It doesn't exist, so I don't even know why we're having the conversation. Yeah, that's kind of fair. Um, <laughs> don't think I'd take Donovan Mitchell, even though he's having a great year. No, definitely not. Um, would you take Kawhi? No. I would. What about I, Paul I George? Paul George? I wouldn't take Paul George if I take Kawhi. What about I, But like Kawhi, I don't know. Kawhi's I like I don't even know. I don't even know how good he is anymore. <laughs> what about SGA? I don't think I'd take SGA. I would. It's getting close though. Would you take Kyrie without the baggage? <laughs> would you take a Kyrie who loves the Jews? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's right there. I could like his Dame's there too. So like I could live with LeBron at like eight at the highest right now. So I guess top ten. But like they were arguing if he's top five. I'm like he's not top five. Yeah, that's that's problem with the top five thing is that there are like five guys that are have been in like back to back to back MVP conversations and are younger than like 27 years old. So it's like the top five is a tough one to crack right now. Can be dropping 47, 18, and five on Jokic's fat head. The and then game. blowing a lead to the magic. Yeah, I know. I can't have any happiness. If we had just recorded an hour earlier, I would have been all I know. Happy. This would have been the a whole, are in the whole Super different Bowl. segment. The Sixers lost a regular season NBA game, which could not, like, other than MLB, is the least valuable. I'm already like, seeing, thing. like, prayer circles on Twitter for people being like, I can't wait for the Eagles to lose the Super Bowl, and then I want the Sixers to go to the NBA Finals and lose that. So they have a tri- trifecta of the Phillies, Eagles, and – Sixers all losing. All losing. So that, that was hilarious. Awesome. Um, and don't forget the Union lost in the finals too. So I mean, it's they all, really? Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, How are the Flyers looking? They're one of the top thirty-two teams in the NHL. Oh, that's good. Not bad. <laughs> they're really bad. But um, last NBA topic. Uh, it's one of my favorites because the Sixers also beat the Nets. Ben Simmons <laughs> is apparently back on the trade block. What do you think? What do you think Ben Simmons' value is at this point? It's the not good. Are, the Nets done with him in that game. They were clearly just. Done. If I'm if I'm any other team, if I'm like like the Nuggets, and maybe not because they already have Aaron Gordon. Like maybe the the uh, Trailblazers. Um, 
and maybe the Mavericks. Like he's a useful, useful basketball player. You just can't well, a very useful role player. A superstar, he's like a Draymond type. But he can't shoot free throws. Who can't shoot free throws? So he didn't play the last nine minutes of the game against the Sixers because they yeah. were just back at them. Yeah, I did watch that. That was bad. But I mean, in for long stretches of a game, like could you imagine him as the pick and roll partner with Luca or the pick and roll partner with Dame operating out of the short roll? He doesn't even take layups anymore. <laughs> no, but get and him he's out. Not of, a picker popper. Move him to you know, I mean, the guy's just been bouncing around from like the most ridiculous situation to the most ridiculous situations. Yeah. He hasn't been in Portland, like everyone team. will forget about him and he'll quietly average like 20 or he'll have quietly average like 11, 7, and 7. And like you be- said with Portland, I think him and Dame would work well together. That's where I wanted him to go originally. That's where I wanted him to go too. And uh, they're not going to have to give up nearly as much now. Yeah. Well, Portland would still need like they, they need scoring other than Dame. And Vincent yeah, he certainly isn't that, but it'd be nice to have that defensive piece. Bones is on the training block. Maybe you go out and get Bones. I bet the Nets would do that. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is Ben Simmons even worth that? Maybe. I mean, in the right situation. I think an Aaron Gordon-less Nuggets would take that in a heartbeat. But he's kind of redundant at this point. I think Ben Simmons is the most interesting, like, sports case. Well, he does a lot of things really, really well. And then there's just a couple, like, unforgivables that he just can't do. And he also refuses to get better. And he refuses to get better. Yeah. Like, and that was – I still remember calling that out. This is my LeBron moment of, of <laughs> presenting it somehow. But it did. Um, when Ben Simmons refused to play at LSU, I was like, this guy's not going to be good. Like, he doesn't even like the game. Like, what is this? Because there was the whole thing where they were a tournament team and they, like, weren't supposed yeah. to be. And yeah. they actually ended up having a decent roster when they shouldn't have. And he just, like, quit. Like, his, his whole thing about going to LSU, I remember, was that he just didn't want to – like he just wanted yeah, to fuck he was like, I don't want to play basketball if I'm not getting paid for it. So I'm like just gonna pass like, the time. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like, do you think Michael Jordan would do that? No. I'm hot spotting, so this you got work. some editing to do. Oh, this is this is gonna be an expensive podcast all of a sudden. Great. We have the budget Great. for that for a hot spot. I know, I know. Can't wait to edit this to one in the morning because Jeep keeps saying slanderous things. <laughs> no, I, you don't have to edit it. It was they're not slanderous because slanderous means that they're not true. Yeah, <laughs> it's backed by data. You don't even know what we said, Sean. All right, you'll have to listen back to it. <laughs> all right, we're gonna hop into our last segment of the night. Um, we were talking the other day about you know what what sports media, what talking heads have good takes and which ones don't. Obviously, the Loud and Fun Informed game, uh, gang, us three, we have the best takes. But we want to do a little draft here. So we're each going to draft a little five-person. Who do you think are the best talking heads in in sports media at this time? Um, we're going to give it – Skylar, you have the best betting record in the playoffs right now, so you get the first pick. Let's go. Are we doing a snake? Yeah, got it. All right, Jeeb, you have the second best record, so you're in the middle. So I, I go, I go third background who's your first pick all right this is tough because i think there's a couple different directions that you can go with this um but i think i want to go off of just like pure star power and it, it seems like Stephen a smith is head and shoulders above the rest i think i think when you think talking head you think Stephen a so 
I don't think his takes are necessarily great, but from just a pure energy and uh, I like iconic standpoint, I think Stephen A's got to be the way to go. I, I, if you didn't take Stephen A, I think that would have been the biggest miss. Yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been skipping out on LeBron. Is it blasphemous? In, in <laughs> hey, good honor one. Honor Stephen A. Is it blasphemous to say that I, I don't enjoy him anymore? Like he did the the whole Lamar Odom thing. Uh, and, and that it was on crack, <laughs> and and that was wild, and it was hilarious. But now he tries to yell about everything. So. Uh, you can't watch him on like a daily basis. That's like not yeah. a thing. You just have to like see him on Twitter and be like, ah, that's funny. But you're right; he forces it every morning a little bit. But and you will see him on Twitter is the best part. Yes, that's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, just um, don't watch first take. Who watches first take? Yeah, and uh, just to make this clear announcers are the one category that doesn't count like we want these people to have an actual opinion sure. no romo no romo okay so if i'm next you're telling me i can't take collinsworth <laughs> uh i am gonna go with barry mccockner and i didn't even know that would be available but sean put I mean, it he, in is, the... he is a sports personality well, he's a sports personality. He used to do a podcast that Skylar and I listen to, and he's it's actually really good. And he quit doing it to do YouTube. And if you don't watch his YouTube videos, he does NFL recaps every week, and he uses his like cynical type of humor, and it's actually really good. That's who I enjoy the most. That's a that's a classic Jeep pick. That is a classic Jeep pick. That's uh, like a that's a, that's a mid twenty tens Sixers picking a center kind of. Match made in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely, another Okafor. Yeah, go get Nerlens. Um, I'm gonna go with a little combo here because I get two straight picks. You sure do. So give me the greatest hater that has ever been born in Skip Bayless. <laughs> you know, uh, Stephen A. To this day, still says that. Skip was the one that gave him his start. That he he and Skip together grew. He needed each other. So Skip Bayless is the ultimate hater. I think he gets a little risky every so often, but you just need that guy that yeah. just can hate like crazy. And plus, he's a Cowboys fan, and it's fun to see him lose too. Are uh, we drafting starting fives? Is this five? Yeah, we're doing five. Okay. We could even make like a little basketball thing. And then I think because I I don't I this might be a reach, but I just don't I just need him to be there. So I'm going to take Charles Barkley. I need oh, Chuck on my uh, team. He's an absolute gem. The uh, Chuck's pick. I thought about taking him with the first pick, but uh, the Chuck really just rounds out the year five, no matter who else I get. Yeah, that was a good one. That was the guy. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to take Shaq for mine. God damn it. That's a good one, too. Chuck's counterpiece. Yeah. Big fella. Those, those are great ones. Uh, with Shaq, though. Is that you won't be able to understand anything he says. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, though. <laughs> I think if you guys are going to take the two NBA on TNT guys, I feel like I should take Ernie over Kenny Ooh. the Jets. Yeah, I don't like Kenny. I like him. What? I like him on the show, but Kenny's my least favorite. Kenny's Ernie the is my favorite. guy on the show. I love Ernie. That's fair. Um, um, so I think Ernie's going to be my first guy. Um, and then I kind of have two different directions that I can go with this. And as I'm trying to form my team here, I'm not really sure which one I want to go with. 
but I'm going to go with Mina Kimes. Dang it. Oh, she was my third pick for sure. I got it. Mina Kimes is actually just phenomenal. Sure. I don't know if you guys follow her on Twitter, but she has like, like she'll do like all 22 defense reads and, and do kind of like those breakdown videos that are great. And she has got to work harder than anybody. Cause she is just on every channel constantly. And she's always writing articles and then she's tweeting and all of this stuff. Like I appreciate the dedication. I love you, Mina. Yeah, no, that, that was a good pick in the list that I sent you guys just to jog your minds. I almost thought about taking her off. So you guys wouldn't, <laughs> so wouldn't think about it. Um, that's a good pick. Jeep, I think it's back to you. Mm, don't want to take a barstool guy. Definitely not John Rothstein. <laughs> Definitely not Terry Bradshaw. Um, Shan Sharp likes to fight people. Sorry, I know I'm. I'm. I should have had something. Uh, Skyler. Skyler is on the list. Uh, and I think he's articulate. I think he has ridiculous takes a lot of the time, but uh, part of the industry, Jeebert. The vocab is unmatched. So. <laughs> it's blasphemous. Well, Jeeb, I, just so you know, I'm not going to take you. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you um, would take yourself before you took me. Absolutely. <laughs> this guy's got great takes. He seems to think all the Philly teams are going to win, and they are. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with – hmm, this is also – but I think he's a bit – he's a bit of a fan favorite with a lot of – a lot of people probably in more our age demographic. Give me give me Big Cat. I love sure. Big That's just a classic. Him and Chuck and Skip, this is already looking like, like an all That is a beefy boy lineup. And then for number four – she was number two on my list. I definitely wanted Mina Kimes. Give me Michelle Beadle. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. She's been she's been from Sports Nation around ESPN and ABC and everything. So every team needs a woman's touch. Exactly. <laughs> Jaber. Uh, speaking of woman's touch, Aaron Andrews, the goat. She is the goat. Aaron Andrews is a pretty good pick too. I was just a little bit like, does she have takes? No, yeah. she's so professional. She doesn't spew out bullshit. She doesn't say anything. The facts. <laughs> so I, I really want to take one of the newsbreakers between Waj and Shams, mm. but it feels like they don't have takes, even though they are definitely significant people. Um, Schefter has I, takes. What'd you say? Schefter has takes. Schefter yeah. has takes. I don't want Schefter. <laughs> Schefter away from me. So here's what I'm going to do. All right. The first one that I'm going to take is I'm going to take Pat McAfee because I think that he's awesome. I, I I love I love the stuff that he has to say. He's also like he's all over the place, too, uh, which is cool. My other one, and this is someone that most people hate, but I love is Colin Coward. Oh, I love Colin Coward. It's a wild Why don't people like him? I don't get it. He's just he so crazy. He comes up with something. comes up with list of like teams that he like power ranks the NFL, and if he power ranked the NFL tomorrow, it would have like the Cowboys number one. Like he just purposely chooses teams that shouldn't be where they should be. I mean, if we're gonna play the game of like 
sports talking head says something ridiculous, then we can go back and forth all day, Fred. But I I'm, know I like how he rationalizes things. I think he always has like good, like he always he. I, I like the like eight minute segments where he'll like talk through something the whole way. And granted, sometimes I don't agree with it, but I think that it's very well laid out. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't think like it feels like a lot more of the the talking head style is very like combative. Like it's just like two people yelling at each other. Like I I I like the uh, the kind of just like soliloquy. Um, Nick Wright does it too, but I think that he's worse at it, and he's more annoying in in, in my opinion. Plus, I don't like him with hair now. He's yeah, better- yeah, the long hair freaks me out. He looks greasy. <laughs> Jeeber. So this I should have done one. Overall, but Paul Feinbaum. You like Paul Feinbaum? I thought you were going to say Nick Adams or whatever that guy is you love on Twitter. (laughs) Nick Adams. Nick Adams is a memer. Everybody (laughs) loves him. He's hilarious. Oh, that's true. I don't think everybody loves him. Is he a real person? Like, is that the actual guy or is it all just... He's a, a real guy, but it's a facade. It's it's like well, I know, like it's his whole brand is just getting people, like just saying things that are blatantly wrong, just to get people to interact with him. Yeah, but you know, sometimes those people are just like not actually the people. It's just a picture of a guy. Yeah, yeah, like the Barry McCockner, like Barry McCockner. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna choose with my last pick. I need the guy that everyone's just gonna dislike. But he's very knowledgeable, and he he always has just outrageous takes. Give me Bill Simmons. I just I just need that. The the, the what's it called? The heel in WWE. I need the heel on my teams. You know what? You know what I love is is it might be for a different city, but just the undying loyalty to a to a sports city to just ignore any piece of logic that comes your way and just cling on to whatever po- is positive about that. That makes you and Bill Simmons a hell of a match. It does, absolutely. <laughs> He'll have like, some crazy Boston takes where I'm like, no. <laughs> oh yeah. He he's nuts. Um, all right, just to to run it back, Team Jeeb, Barry McCockiner, Shaq, Skyler, Aaron Andrews, and Paul Feinbaum. It's a good it's team. Right. It's all right. Um, I think you probably could have done better in the third round there, but uh, that was the right pick. <laughs> Skyler, you ended up with Stephen A. Ernie from TNT, Mina Kimes, Pat McAfee, and Colin Coward. I think the nice thing is you have Ernie who's going to be like the nice – he's going to run the show. He's going to be oh, a yeah. good – Oh, yeah, my point guard. Point guard, like, yeah. That's, that's looking back on it. I'm kind of missing that. because And my team rounds out with Skip, Charles Barkley, Big Cat, Michelle Beadle, and Bill Simmons. I guess Beadle is my – Beadle's playing point. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's a loose cannon kind of team. But it's definitely loose cannon. You know, there's going to be some nights where it's the best product you've ever seen, and then there's going to be some nights where a couple guys get canceled off the show. I just wanted to get my unpopular Colin Coward take in there. I can't believe none of you took Shannon Sharp. Not after he got in a fight with That's sick. Dad. What are you talking about? Like, that is so out of pocket. Like, getting in <laughs> fights with players' dads. That's in the what's funny. Of the game. <laughs> like, it's a meme, but it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you can't once I, yeah, once I took Skip and Chuck, I, I couldn't take Shannon Sharp. Sure, sure. No, that was you couldn't add him into your team. Yeah, that would have been bad. But he, but I don't know. That was fun. I kind of like it. That was fun. I like it. Um, but I think this was a was another good week of of talking sports. Next week again, we'll do our Super Bowl special and some UFC. 
should be a good time. We might have some guests on for that. Um, but you know, we won't let you know who we're picking for the Super Bowl just yet. But uh, just so you know, you should lock in early on the Eagles. Uh, on the line. <laughs> no, it's already moved back towards the Niners a little bit. Or fuck, not the Niners, the Chiefs. You're living in the past. You're living in the past, Chief. Yeah, I am. <laughs> There's no future. You or a like future where Brock Purdy was healthy. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right, fellas.